It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. And there's plenty happening at the moment in greyhound racing. Molly Haynes joins us on Off the Leash, as she always does, from Greyhound Racing Victoria. Good morning, Molly. Or afternoon, afternoon, I should say. Good afternoon, guys. You know, I'll never get sick of chuckling when you tell me good morning at, at midday. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I, I continually stuff that up. But anyway, Corey Grenfell joins us. And boy, he's a star young trainer on the rise. And he can find a good greyhound. And Tigalong Tonk is flying at the moment. He took out another open class event there at Sandown last Thursday night. He won the Easter gift before that. And Corey joins us now and off the leash for RSN Central. Good afternoon to you, Corey. There we going? Good, thanks, mate. Jeez, he's flying at the moment. He's just jumping and running and then breaking their hearts down the back. He's unbeatable, really, in the, in the form that he's showed so far over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, he's going through it. He's, uh, he's back to his brilliant best and jumping. And when he jumps, this is the dog we take. Now, Corey, it's Molly here. With the, the power of hindsight, can you... Talk me through how your nerves or how you were feeling before these two races. They were the Easter gift and then the free-for-all last week were probably two of the best races we've seen recently without being, you know, group one status. Were you giving him a good chance? Uh, look, he's got the ability to always go into a race like this with a good chance, but leading into the Easter gift, um, it was, he hadn't been jumping, so it was, if we didn't change anything, we didn't always just sort of hoping that you know, he was, he'd come back to jumping the way the way he did, and um, we know the sort of dog he is when he does jump. Why do you think he had that flat spot out of the boxes, Corey, for a little while there? Um, oh, look, he's just a young dog, and, you know, they, they take a little bit to learn sometimes, and um, I, I guess, you know, he's only animal at the end of the day, and, um, you know, they, they obviously race on a fair bit of confidence, and, you know, when he... When he jumps the front one week, he's just sort of expected the following. And you know, it won't be until he maybe gets cleaned up and box drives that he might, you know, start missing the start again. Now, speaking of confidence, he's a Horsham Cup winner not too long ago. But um, as amazing as the Horsham Cup was, the story heading into the Horsham Cup for you was the incredible part. Your kennel um, contracted the um, canine gastrovirus and you actually ended up with Tigalong Tonk in your house with your newborn twin girls. Can you talk us through how that situation panned out for you and Sam? Um, well, to start with, we, we sort of took the precaution that it was getting around and um, at that stage we didn't know the portion cut was going to be postponed. So after the heat, I just made the decision to put him into the house and try giving him the best you know, chance to not get it. Um, so, but then we then went and vaccinated him. But yeah, it was a nightmare. He locked hell in it. You know, early as the morning, it woke us all up, but it was worth it in the end. What was he like as a house guest? No, he didn't like it all that much. He was, um, <laughs> was a little bit noisy. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it would have been hard waking up to either the girls or, or Tonk. It wouldn't have been the most pleasant um, week for you. No, look, not much wakes me up in the middle of the night, but yeah, he definitely did, and yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've got a question for you, Corey. At their very best, um, Orson Allen or Tigalong Tonk, who would you take first in a in a match race? That's a serious question. <laughs> um, uh, look, it's hard to say. A while ago, I said that Orson was definitely stronger over the 500. 
I've probably changed my thoughts on that. There's, look, they're probably enough in between them. They're, they're both were high, either some tight speed and so was awesome. So it'd be a hell of a race. That it would look. I don't know who who I would be selecting, but my um, I did want to know where you were heading next with Tigalong Tonk. But I've just popped in fast track and seen that you've nominate. Well, he's in at Warnable. He's got box eight in race eight at Warnable on Thursday. So I'm assuming you're heading Warnable Cup following this start, Corey. Yeah, no, we um, yeah, we sort of planned this probably a month out, and um, was always the idea to take him down this week and give him a look at the track. He's never been there, but No, I think it's exciting times, Molly, for for Greyhound Racing fan with these big races still going on in, in Victoria. And we've seen it the last couple of Thursday nights there at Sandown. We're seeing some of the best racing that we've seen all year in a, in a time like this. I think it's great for the sport, especially when you can showcase the sport at its very best, Molly, when you've got the superstars competing against each other. Oh, without a doubt. And you know what? It makes my life very, very easy when I'm writing about good dogs. And um, I know I've been bugging Corey, I think, for the last, what, three weeks is it, Corey? We've had um, the Geelong Addy and the Ballarat Courier. All they want to do is ride on Tigalong Tonk at the moment. So Corey is um, almost a local celebrity down Geelong and Ballarat Way because he's kind of in the middle at Mount Wallace. So um, it's been fantastic to, I suppose, experience the outreach of media outlets wanting to get involved in greyhounds because I suppose... Racing is really the only thing going on at the moment. And if we get the opportunity to write about great dogs, we're going to get some really big fans. And I think Tigalong Tonk's um, a fantastic dog for people to follow. He's, yeah, he's run some incredible times at Sandown. He's just improving with every start. And I really can't wait to see everyone get on board when this dog's competing at, you know, group level when it, when it comes to it. Yeah, we're jumping on the Tonk train. There's no doubt about that, Corey. Have you got a winner for us coming up this week? Apart from Tigalong Tonk. <laughs> That's the easy one, I guess. Nah, look, I like race three number one at Tonk Day. She's knocked on my door. All right, then. I've just jotted that down quickly. Race three, number one at Geelong. Hey, mate, keep on dominating. It's great to see you kicking so many goals. And um, it's great to see a young trainer with a superstar um, uh, like uh, you have with Tigalong Tonk. And you can, in the early part of your career, you've been pretty blessed <laughs> with a couple of champions in the kennel. All right, mate. Vanna Bale there at three dollars forty. Um, we wish you the best of luck there as well. Hey, thanks for your time, Corey. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Molly. There's Corey Grenville, the trainer of Tigalong Tonk. Terrific young kid, knows how to train a greyhound, has taken a punt in the sport, been rewarded with a couple of stars, and boy, Tigalong Tonk is so exciting because he can jump now, but his back sectionals um, have been breaking his opposition hearts, and Georgie Fruge has pointed out on several occasions, if he continues to run like that down the back and jump like he's been jumping... He's nearly unbeatable at the moment. We'll take a quick break. This is Off the Leash on RSN Central. It's 12.26 here with Gareth Hall, Molly Haynes and Georgie Ferruja will join us straight after this. Great to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. It's Off the Leash time and Georgie Ferruja now joins myself, Gareth Hall and Molly Haynes. G'day, George. Welcome back. G'day, Gareth, Molly. Hope you're both well. I'm well. Geez, Tigalong Tonk was great to catch up with Corey Grimfeld just before, but 
he's hard to beat at the moment, this Greyhound, when, when he jumps like he is and then he smashes them down the back with that sectional. Yeah, we, we've mentioned that back sectional a few times now, Gareth. You know, running around the 1850s, 1860s, that's what you need to win these big races. And you're right, it doesn't seem to be worrying him uh, what box he's jumping from either. We um, Obviously, there was a push for hard-style Rico uh, going into last week, drawn off box one, but he put Patreon pretty early, and once he gets to the front, he's a greyhound that's very hard to get, to get around. So, yeah, look, um, onwards and upwards for Tigalong Tom. Uh, Tom, hopefully we get to see some feature racing in the not-too-distant future because we, we do know with greyhounds like this, um, there's a changing of the guard um, regularly, and um, you don't stay up forever. Uh, so yeah, he, he's in a rich vein of form at the moment, probably the, the quickest dog in the country as we speak. Okay, Molly. And unfortunately, the nationals have, nationals have been cancelled. Can you just explain that situation for us? Yeah, the Greyhound Clubs Australia have cancelled the nationals this year. I think it was just to do with the uncertainty surrounding COVID nineteen, like everything at the moment, really. But I think it was probably not a bad move. There's a few complications when you're talking nationals because people are travelling, like the name suggests, all over Australia. So I think. Um, in order to make sure everyone's staying as safe as possible, that cancelling the Nationals, including the Straight Track Championship, which is one of my favourite new races around at the moment. Um, it has been cancelled this week, uh, this year, but hopefully 2021 will be the year that we can um, bring these Nationals um, back and have some fantastic race, uh, greyhounds going around. It just makes sense, Georgie, under the current climate. Yeah, look, I suppose so. I mean, we had New Zealand involved too and obviously some of their restrictions. I know their, their restrictions are easing back to stage three instead of stage four, but there would have been some complications around that. It is disappointing in a sense because it, it's such a great race. We love competing state versus state, but um, we just I suppose we just don't know what the future holds. Um, I've, I've heard a couple of people say, well, maybe they've jumped the gun a little bit with that decision, but I think you, it's one of those things you can't really leave to the last minute and, um, you know, you make a decision and you move on. So, yeah, while it's disappointing, you can, it's, you know, it's totally understandable. Um, so no nationals this year. What about the, the transfer of interstate greyhounds, Molly? We had Alan Clayton on the other day and obviously the situation, what's happening over there in Tasmania, no racing, and even in New South Wales because here in Victoria, no zone racing, so you're still allowed to, to race for really good prize money. It's, it's business as usual in a way when it, when it comes to the scheduling. So I would imagine Victoria would be a pretty popular destination for owners to, to have their greyhounds racing in this state. Absolutely. We've seen a couple of interstate greyhounds come over here, which I think is what sparked the um, the introduction of the new um, rules just around interstate transfer, making sure everyone is staying safe. So um, GRV have asked that if trainers outside of Victoria are looking to race in Victoria, that your greyhounds are going to have to be transferred into a Victorian trainer's name, which, is, uh, which I know isn't ideal for everyone, but if that's... Um, if that's the way you're going to go, then that's unfortunately what has to happen temporarily while everything is, is going on. And um, So if anyone is wanting to as come over and race in Victoria, you've just, just got to make sure you let GRV know and, and make sure you follow the transport policies. Um, but making sure as well, when it comes to dropping the greyhound off and, and swapping, I suppose, one greyhound from one trainer to the next, just making sure no one from um, interstate is stepping foot on a Victorian property. Um, I suppose just 
keeping in line with the, the government's regulations. It's what we've got to do at the moment. It may be hard and it, it is going to be difficult, um, you know, potentially not having the interstate dogs coming over here and or, I mean, it's a big decision bringing a dog over here and not being able to look after it yourself. I think um, trainers do do it, but you've really got to make sure you trust people that are going to be caring for your greyhounds. I think it'd be a tough decision and it's probably going to stop a few trainers from actually coming over into Victoria. But Georgie, you would have seen over your times owning greyhounds that like a, let's say my greyhounds over there in the West, that when they were sent over here, they would be trained by a different trainer anyway because it was too hard to be trained by say, Linda, Linda Britton and Chris Hulse. Um, trainers have done it before. Yeah, they have. I mean, that, that's probably a different situation in the sense that, you know, WA and Victoria are so far apart. The greyhounds that are coming from New South Wales, we do see a lot of the trainers come down and, and usually stay with a Victorian trainer. Most of the time, there's been friendships built up state um, into state. But, um, yeah, look, I, I, I agree with Molly. I think we're going to see a lot of greyhounds even though the, the option is open for them to come to Victoria, I don't think we're going to see too many um, coming here. I have spoken to some New South Wales owners um, who have already transferred some greyhounds to Victoria only because of their zoning restrictions, Gareth and Molly. Like they, they're in an area yeah. where their greyhounds probably not that suited to some of the tracks that they're restricted to race at. And, you know, in, in the, you know, I, I suppose for the welfare of the greyhound and in racing in the best possible uh, environment for him, they've moved, or him or her, they've moved over to Victoria. But, look, hopefully a race like the Sandown Cup, which is coming up in May, we do get to see some of the big names uh, from from all over the uh, the country. Um, and also races like the Harrison Dawson, like a greyhound like O'Mickey from Queensland, who is just absolutely redlining at the moment. Hopefully we get to see him down in Victoria. And, and dogs like Blue Moon Rising, who have proven at Group 1 level in Victoria, whether they will come and be transferred in, into a Victorian name. Of course, the Finn family have trained that greyhound for his entirety, and even though he's in the twilight of the career, it'd be awesome to see a greyhound like that come for the Sandown Cup. So, interesting times ahead. But like we said, this is like we've been saying for the last couple of months, guys. This is unprecedented times, and and you've got to congratulate all three racing codes for what they've done to try to keep us going. Really, no other sport is going in this country, and the fact that we've been able to go through and we've had some positive results. Uh, in regards to new COVID um, testing and, and people getting infected, hopefully we're over the worst of it and we're able to keep racing. And, you know, if this is what we need to do, this is what we need to do. I think the owners of Captain Dynamite prove you don't have to be at the track to have a little bit of fun and enjoy a moment. And they tell me they enjoyed a moment there on Sunday, must be morning over there in the UK, when Captain Dynamite smashed the clock, Molly, over 5.95 there, his first attempt over that particular distance at Sandown. And, boy, and we had a chat to Cal Greeno yesterday, and that greyhound's got a big future, especially in the staying ranks. Oh, he sure does. Look, I love listening to Cal and the enthusiasm he has in, in making sure he brings the owners involved in the ride with this dog. I think it's just so, so good to see. It makes what the dog's done on the track even better because there's people that are able to follow him and, and really, really cheer him home. But he ran home in an incredible 10.50. And, look, to put it in, into perspective, I um, read an article that Jason Adams put out from Sandown. Hooked on Scotch, ran home in 10.33 in his 515-metre track record off effort. 
Bobby Boucher ran home in 10.58 in his 5.95 metre track record a couple of or a few years ago. And the great Tornado Tears breath run home time is 10.60 over the 5.95. So I know I've spat out a lot of numbers, but look, this Greyhound is on 10.50, like I said, 34.02. He's a dog that people need to be watching out for. And I, I can't wait because I think the content is going to come so easily when you're going to be talking to these owners. It's just, it's fantastic to kind of jump on the band, bandwagon when it comes to Captain Dynamite. I was getting excited, Georgie. I thought oh, Rockstar Gareth might just own these staying races until the captain locked up. Uh, well, look, the captain still has to do it. Um, let's not forget there's, you know, grounds like his, his and co. But I tell you what, we all know Patch very well, Jason Adams, and he's fairly unflappable. He, uh, he plays a straight bat. But, I, oh, my goodness, on Sunday, he was lighting Twitter up with, uh, with tweets about Captain Dynamite. I think he's a massive fan. Of course, the Greyhound is owned um, overseas, and I think it's a, a it's a chap named David Mitchell, and he's that into Greyhound racing that he's creating a Greyhound racing game uh, that we can play over our computers and platforms, and I think it'll be on an app, and it's just crazy. I think they're really looking uh, because obviously racing, I think, has stopped over there, so they're uh, they're just in need of a Greyhound racing fix, and they certainly got one with their Greyhound Captain Dynamite. There's another one we have to mention: Zipping Truvy. Of course, who's coming to Victoria uh, to race in, uh, for the Sandown Cup? She's a, she's a little sister to Zipping Garth, Gareth and Molly. Uh, Zipping Garth only had the five starts for five wins before, and unfortunately uh, had a career-ending injury. She's another one who can really run the hands off the clock, especially in her last section. Now she's yet to be proven, of course, in, in class in Victoria. This is a step up for her, but it'll be interesting for her to come over and race. I'd suggest with a leading kennel leading up to the Sandown Cup. This Sandown Cup looks to be an absolute cracker. Hopefully we can get Tornado Tears ready in time for it as well um, because uh, there's, there's going to be some sort of competition uh, racing for, for one of the coveted trophies uh, in, the, in the sport. Yeah, and can't wait for that series in the Warrnambool Cup. Some terrific racing in this state. Hey, Molly, what about a greyhound to follow? And then, Georgie, you can follow Molly and we'll jot these greyhounds down in our black book. Well, look, I am really, really enjoying watching this young dog, Old School Cool, not just because of his name, but he's a dog that just, he's got talent. He's only had the four starts. They've all been at Warrigal. He's racing tonight at Warrigal in race number two for trainer Darren Archer. Now, I called Darren yesterday because I was intrigued by this dog. I said, Darren, let us have, can you please come on radio with me, Gareth and George? We can have a chat about this dog. And he's probably one of the first people to say no to coming on, on radio to us. I think he wants to keep wants to keep us, uh, the dog under wraps for the time being. He said, give me a couple of weeks. We'll make sure the dog can really do what he needs to do. And then we'll be able to have a chat. But old school cool for me. Race two at Warrigal tonight. A dog, a dog I think we really need to watch. And I can't wait to hopefully see him race at Sandown or even the Meadows one day soon. I'll tell you what, I hate to burst your bubble, Molly, and uh, look, I, I, there's no doubt that he's all too cool. He's got a huge future. I've actually tipped against him on radio today, so I hope I haven't done him uh, with winning. Yeah, look, his, his times over shorter courses have been fantastic. I, it, it is a really big challenge today for him. It's, a, it's another step up. There's no doubt he, he's going to be able to, to make that step up. There's a greyhound called Demolition who looks to have a bit of a future in Box 5. And the other greyhound has run low 30 seconds in box two. My tip, capture Bart. So that's a cracking race today at Warrigal. 
Interestingly, he's like Brett Lee, a sire. We don't see too many pups by these days, obviously. It's a greyhound we know from 20 years ago. There's still some frozen semen floating around in this country. And his mum is a sister to Shapey Jakey, who still holds the track record at Wentworth Park with that incredible 29.07 run there uh, a while back now, too. So he's certainly a blue blood all too well. The greyhound I would uh, like to keep an eye on is also unbeaten from five starts, Berecki, trained by Dallas Messina. Last start at Ballarat, 25.02. More importantly, guys, he ran 11.08 to the back section. That's Country Cup sort of Crimson Vixen type run. Um, this um, pedigree is sort of more known for its speed more than its strength, but his mum, Nalak, did win at the Meadows uh, in low 30 seconds too. So it'll be interesting to see what Dallas uh, does uh, going forward with this greyhound because with that speed, he's going to lead a lot of races, that's for sure. So uh, there's two greyhounds we can certainly look out for. Okay, what about some big bets over the weekend there, Molly? We've had, uh, for our winners of Grinners section, we had 20000 put on at a dollar sixty-five and a greyhound by the name of Bad Guy at Warrigal. And look, Gareth, I had to throw this one after throw this one in after we had a chat to Gus Selkrig last week. Someone had $7,000 on a dollar seventy on Peter Gallo at Hillsville, where he saluted for a win, which was fantastic to see. All right, then, Georgie, we wish you the best of luck. We appreciate your time, as always, and good on you, Molly. We'll catch up with you next week. See ya.